Hello everyone, welcome to the Youth Critic Podcast on the Youth Critic Network. Then you had that one little feeling. But you waved it away. You should have listened to that one little feeling. Just like I'm listening to you now. You can talk to me. I'm all a friend you got. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Youth Critic Podcast. I am your host, Kale Smith. Joining me this week is David Weiser from Film Assessment. Hey, everybody. And uh, so we're doing things a little differently. Um, this technically isn't a catch-up podcast, but we are talking about uh, stuff that has happened this week in the movie news, and while also reviewing uh, the new Warner Brothers HBO Max release, uh, The Little Things. And uh, so we're going to talk about The Little Things first, and then we're going to talk about the big things, the Golden Globes and the SAG Awards uh, towards the end of the show. And I think you'll kind of get why as we transition from little things to uh, Golden Globes, why that is. Or you could just go ahead and read between the lines. We're going to talk about the Jared Leto of it all. But yeah, so uh, David, you start this out. What did you think of the little things? Boring. <laughs> I, I'm. There are some redeeming qualities in terms of, I guess, the cinematography and parts of Thomas Newman's score, um, and then even some of the direction. But like, and then like, you can even make a case for Denzel kind of being there. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know. Otherwise. It was just such such a slug, such a slugfest. Like, well, by little they didn't mean short. So um, it's crazy because it's not even that long, but it feels like it. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: I wasn't super bored the whole time, but I was kind of thinking in the back of my mind, when are things going to start? Like. You know, you know how in every mystery, everything just kind of connects or slowly connects the dots. Everything kind of comes together. Well, like, there's no, like, no, like, there's these murders happening, but there's nothing really interesting about them to gravitate or, like, captivate your attention. Like, it's like, it's just like, there's these murders and we're we're doing we're, we're doing the crime solving thing and uh, yeah we're we're investigating this creepy guy who's jared leto jared leto is a creepy guy in real life so he's playing himself so yeah essentially creepy right yeah i know they could have literally just told yeah you literally could have just told jared just read the dialogue that's it that's just what read he does the he's just like reads a dialogue with lifeless like he's like hello i am well it's like <laughs> a stereotypical we're we're jumping around a bit but we'll get back to focus in just a second but it's like a, his performance is like a stereotypical psychopath 
Like just hey. speaking of psychopaths, Rami Malik is a psychopath also. <laughs> he just seems so miscast in this. <laughs> he seems so like detached from reality. And it's just so weird. <laughs> it's like I I I don't know. I'm just like I'm worried. I hope this doesn't like translate to no time to die because if he's like if his performance is anything like this that's gonna be rough to see to be fair he is the villain in that movie so so it might work uh, but yeah um but yeah oh god okay so there's a lot to unpack here um Okay, uh, so starting out, this is, you know, everyone kind of on the internet kind of kept saying this was like the, the seven or this was like, you know, going to be disturbing. Like it's going it, to, because it was written in the, because this was originally written in the mid 90s in the time those movie, the seven and Silence of the Lambs. It was millimeter. written before seven released, but it came out 30 years later. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Or almost yeah. uh, like twenty five years later, but yeah, and yeah, and John Lee Hancock has been trying uh, to get this going for years and years and years, um, but it's just never happened until you know the recently, and I kind of can see why. And also, John Lee Hancock is not what I would think of as a crime thriller director. You know, he's very much like he does the blind side. He's does the founder. Like he has his own, uh, he has his own shtick as a filmmaker or his own niche as a filmmaker. But he pretty much is the guy you can kind of rely on making nice studio films. I mean, this is the guy who did the rookie with Dennis Quaid uh, and kind of broke out with that movie, and then directed Sandra Bullock in her Oscar-winning performance in The Blind Side. Two very nice movies. So it's kind of odd seeing him try to be like, ooh, this, look at this violent, this blood spear. Look at this. It's like, yeah. But like, the violent stuff isn't even, like, depicted in, like, an interesting manner. It's just like, oh, here's a crime scene. Here's a dead body. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. it's like a, a boring episode of like CSI or something. Like, <laughs> like it, I legitimately think the screenplay came across as though an AI was forced to, uh, was fed like several screenplays from episodes of police procedurals. And then this is what it spat out. Like, so much of, like, the dialogue between the police officers was just, like, generic, like, police jargon, like, banter and stuff. Like, they're like, oh, he's the best one on the force, or he, uh... <laughs> he was the oh, best was one on the force. but then he had to go. Yeah, it's like, he was the best one on the force, and you better watch out. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, uh... Yeah, I mean, and, and, but what makes it all, what holds it all together is Denzel Washington's performance. Like, for me, it's still, like, watching his performance, it's like, yes, like, this is, like, you know, a real actor really, you know, trying to develop his character 
you know, through nothing material. And it, it's just In like... Bell's gravitas carries through. Like, so, like, there's that point for it. Yeah, and... But the problem is when the other two, like, quote-unquote leads or supporting, at you know, roles in the movie... They don't carry down, that much weight. Much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we they have... carry weight. They just bring it down. <laughs> They're the anchors. They sink. <laughs> well, you have Rami Malik, who uh, is fresh off of um, Bohemian Rhapsody. It's Oscar win. Yeah. Yeah. You mean Taron Egerton's points. Oscar win? <laughs> Yeah, he's fresh off of yeah, winning I mean, the Oscar. Uh, mustache lip syncing little. God, what an embarrassment. Fake mustache lip syncer. That was the same. Donkey God. teeth. <laughs> <laughs> those fake donkey teeth. <laughs> no, the fake teeth, not his actual teeth. Oh, God. Yeah, so uh, you have Rami Malik, who's horribly miscast in this movie. Um, like wow like they couldn't have gotten like anyone else to do this role uh like paul rudd is right there um i mean I, i don't know like it's just one of those roles where you're just like i can see this working with any other actor can you imagine paul rudd hitting jared leto with a shawl Okay, you know, never mind. You know, never mind. That would be that would just be fun, fun to watch. That might actually like that might redeem this movie if you replace um, Rami Malek with Paul Rudd, just because like he would bring life to it. Whether whether that that like crazy energy is like a good force or not, like it's the chaos this movie needs. Yeah, and the other. Yeah, and then of course you know if Robin Malik is really not doing anything with his performance, and then you have Jared Leto. Jared Leto, who just walked off the thirty Mars, thirty seconds to Mars uh, set, like he looks like a homeless man. Just... He looks like a homeless man on a from getting off of his LSD bin. Yeah, like it's just. I mean, and then he like dipped himself in a sewer line and then came out and said, I'm ready to go. Yep. Uh, it's just, you know, in, 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 you know, I mean, I've seen some pretty bad performances of people trying to play like m- mentally ill psycho killers. But the problem that I have with Leto's performance is that Leto is trying so hard to make you I would make out. the argument He's not trying at all. <laughs> you, well, why do you say that? He just feels like there's. He's just like saying the dialogue with no like energy behind it at all. He's just he's just he's just reading the script off like a teleprompter is what it feels like. I mean, that's a point. I would say the reason why he's trying. I would say hard. Joker. Is a role where he tried too hard. <laughs> like, oh yeah, like he, well, he swung I mean, for the fences with that, and uh, yeah, we all know. The, yeah. we all know what happened. 
Yeah, we got another actor who who was a we got another actor who isn't a creep to do it. <laughs> um and then you're yeah, so it's one of those weird so yeah, Jared Leto is kind of weird in this movie. I mean, and not in a like, oh well that's purposefully weird. It's just, you know, so excuse me. It's just so overdone. It feels like he just wandered onto the set. And like he wasn't even supposed to be playing this role, but they just like wrote the movie around it. <laughs> like, Rami, that's the plot twist. Rami Malik was supposed to be the villain. Actually, you know what? Switch the roles. I mean, honestly, switch the roles. You might, because to me, I think I like I get Jared Leto. It is a creep and has his own problematic issues, but. You know, for one, but, you know, I think it would be interesting to have given Malik the, you know, the Plasma character role or whatever his name is, Plasma TV role. Um, and then, um, uh, and then give Leto the, the cop character and just like have him be a regular guy. Because you're. Because that's really, to me, the best flood of performances are when he's just playing some guy. Like in Panic Room or in Fight Club. Yeah. Or, or like, well, Blade Runner 2049, he's kind of, I feel like he's playing, he's going for the same thing his character went for in Blade Runner 2049 here, and he's just not, not nailing it. Well, I feel like now that he's an Oscar winner, he feels like he has to kind of keep owning or keep working to that level of degree uh, that he put in into his Dallas Buyers Club character. Um, but, you know, the stuff he's done so far, he really doesn't have to go as far as he, as far as he goes, if that makes sense. Yeah, no need to send dead animals and use condoms yeah no god that's weird could you imagine being on that show and being like did you did you see how he was he was interviewed first uh and someone brought up morbius and he felt like he said this is the first role he's taken where he felt like he saw himself in the character and he's playing a vampire and it's just like what is going on what is wrong with this man Golly, that that Oscar win, man! It went to his head. Like, wow. It, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's. But yeah. I mean, and we'll kind of get to the Golden Globes of it all. But to kind of get around to the movie, I do like where the movie goes. Like by the end of the movie, and I like that it, the setup of it. Like I love the idea the thematic idea of of that idea of like there's no easy answers there's no there's so much ambiguity of it to ever to who the killer could be and like even Jared Leto's character when we're kind of spoiling the movie around but spoilers Jared Leto get drives um Malik's character to somewhere in bumfuck in the middle of the desert 
and start forces him to start digging coals to basically make a point that you know I did that you know that he's not the killer or try to convince him one more time that he's not the killer and and then Malik goes through just has a rage fit and just hits him with a shovel can we talk about how stupid it was that he hit him once with a shovel and he's just dead like what I, I can understand if he was like bleeding severely, but he's just like knocked out immediately and dead. Like his vitals are, are gone. Like what what is up with that? Like that doesn't even make any sense. If I hit someone with a shovel, they're not gonna die right there. I mean, how hard was that shovel? <laughs> I mean yeah. like yeah, that's what I was thinking too, like what? I was like, this doesn't even make sense. Like, I like I can get if he died of like bleeding out, but he didn't. He just died right there. And it was just like, how is this even possible? Is Rami Malik just that strong? <laughs> oh yeah, that's the plot twist. He really was a superhero. And he didn't know it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's and even then it's like Wait, what? I mean, it was like kind of that's like, like a relatively small nitpick. It's just something that stood out to me. It's like, what? Yeah, I mean, in in what's already a terrible movie, it's just easy to pile on. You know? <laughs> yeah. So for me, I think what held the movie together was that we never quite know who did all the murders. Which, if you're really, not, which I can understand, if you're really, really not into Rami this Malik. movie, oh yeah, clearly. I mean, he's so obsessed. Yeah. I mean, he's so obsessed with that like hair clip thing, you know. Whatever. I don't know. I it, little things. It's one of those things where it's uh, like I can get behind. Like if you got some, you know, like a strong, a stronger filmmaker and maybe a rewrite. But really, I think the whole problem of the movie is John Lee Hancock, I don't think does. I, I don't know. I just don't know what happened here. Like, it's like he got three. He was told by Warner Brothers, get three Academy Award winning people will make the movie. And these were the only three people who would say yes. Um, but, but with that said, I still don't hate the movie. Like I find John, I don't know about you, but I really like John Schwartzman's cinematography here. I really oh, yeah, like. Nice. I think, and I know it's not saying much, but I think it's his career best. And when I mean that, I, it's not saying much. This is the same guy who shot like. Jurassic World, The Amazing Spider-Man, um, uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey sequels. Um, he's not like a very, he's a very good like journeyman cinematographer, but he doesn't like have like a Deacon style or a Elswit style um, that or he doesn't have that kind of gravitas that you know uh, some of his peers have, but here like he really he would him and Denzel really came to play um 
with this movie. I think even I just, Denzel was kind of uh, in it for the paycheck a little. He could have been, but he's like still... this isn't like this isn't like Vince's or like I don't know one of his like a bajillion other like great like this isn't like Training Day or Malcolm X like this is just like I think this is a, like relatively average form performance from him. But because yeah. he's said great such a great actor, it still is good. Well, uh, and he's like doing acting circles around everybody, so. Um, yeah. The little things um, did little to impress me, but I don't hate it. There's some good stuff, but well, we've been carping on the negative. What positive? What other positives did you have for it? Um, really, just the cinematography, bits of the score, some of it, like the direction is like competent. Um, and then Denzel's performance. Otherwise, like, I don't know, like to me, it was just so, so boring to go to watch. And like the, the script was just felt like such a mess. And then like Jared Leto and Remy Malik really drove it down. I, I didn't think it was like awful, but it wasn't, it was, it was like a touch beneath watchable. Like it was just like, it, it was almost okay, but it was just kind of like, oh, um yeah i mean to me it's what i gave this uh a three out of five on letterbox and because i think there's still great stuff in here and there are still great moments um both intentionally or unintentionally uh like you mentioned earlier the um scene in the in the the scene interrogation interrogation scene yeah that, like that, that wonderful line of dialogue. It's better than any line in any in the trial of Chicago it's great, Seven. It's the greatest line in the history of cinema. Yeah, I don't know what Quentin Quentin Tarantino is going to talk for hours about that line. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just you know it's it's fine. It's re- it's what a, it's January crime thriller. Like, if we were in normal normal times, we would kind of be like, yeah, you know, it was okay, you know. It's January. Yeah. Um, but since it's not normal times, it's like, yes, Warner Brothers, you gave me a new movie. Um, so That's what I thought yeah. before I watched it. Then I was like, oh, why'd you give me this movie? <laughs> I guess... Yeah, I guess there's a reason they gave us Judas uh, two weeks later, and then they're going to give us, you know, the most anticipated movie of all time, Tom and Jerry. I feel like um, that's just going to be kind of like an average, you know, like kids movie. Like it'll be oh fun. yeah, I'm. Oh yeah, I'm being kind of sarcastic here, but, um, but yeah, I. No, I, I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I was just like, man, they really. <laughs> There, it's like two pieces. They're of, alternating back and forth, but they yeah. gotta they gotta keep the pendulum in swing, you know. Yeah, and then I guess they're gonna, yeah, and then I guess they're gonna sa- save uh, Godzilla versus Kong for Easter, so or at the end of March, so. Oh well, um, it's fine. We got cherry. Oh, you got you can't forget the Snyder cut. And the Snyder, the four-hour Snyder cut. Yes. 
Ray. Are you going to watch that? Are you, you going to, so question, are you going to sit through like that in one viewing? Because I feel like I'm going to have to break it up. Like if it was um, a Scorsese movie or like Peter Jackson, I think I could do four hours, but Zack Snyder, I'm not sure. <laughs> it depends. I mean, I sat through, uh, as we were talking about earlier, I sat through The Return of the King in a theater uh, the extended cut and that's a great movie <laughs> oh yeah 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 um i don't know i mean i'll try i mean like maybe I'll... we'll maybe we'll we'll maybe our joking round like snyder cut will be the greatest thing that ever was made clearly I... that's, that's why it's had so much so much hype behind it yeah there was no toxic fandom at all <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, really, Snyder. I think some think? of the Snyder fans are are genuinely good people that like cared about the suicide prevention and stuff like that. But there's oh a yeah, lot definitely of, uh, the nonsense of the people that comment on every single social media post that, and they do banners and whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, and that's a whole other discussion. We'll we'll talk more about Snyder Cut when it comes out and. Uh, to answer your question, I probably won't because I'm sure I'll have to go to the bathroom at some point. Like, yeah, like even when I saw the Return of the King extended cut in theaters, I still like ran to the bathroom during one scene. So, um, yeah, we'll just see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I don't even, I don't even know if it's going to be in theater. So, um, I think it's just going to HBO Max, but who knows? I, oh, if, they go, I, if it goes to theaters, it can't play in IMAX because um, apparently there's like a limit to how much an IMAX projector can handle in terms of runtime, and that's why most movies that play in IMAX are never, or well, not never because Endgame was three hours, that are, aren't aren't longer than three hours or something like. That. There, there's some like rationale like they can't IMAX. Projectors can't um, screen films that are longer than a certain time. I think that I think that rule applied to when there when it was in film. I don't know about digital now. Oh, maybe Um, that's what it is. Because I because the IMAX like magazine itself is super huge, so they probably so. You know, to do a, a movie like Interstellar and set up all those magazines th- or um, film reels for it, um, I, I that's probably what it is. Is it, it probably would take up a whole room and to run that all through. So that's probably what it is. Um, plus, you have to worry about lights and you know things burning up and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I I totally get it. Um, yeah, I'll probably just watch it at home. I, I don't know what I'll do. Um, but you know what will probably be, will, will always be seen at home, David? Oh, the Golden Globes. <laughs> Sorry, the Golden Globes. Oh. Um, so, uh, listeners, the Golden Globes, uh, no- nominations were out... As of this recording, uh, yesterday, and then the SAG nominations came out today. Um, <clears throat> starting with the Golden Globes, 
we'll uh, just run through you... each category and then we'll actually give our thoughts. I don't know. Okay. All right. Um, do you have the list pulled up? Uh, I have SAG list up. I can get the because I was working on something. Um, I can go ahead and start. Um, I don't want to know. Let's, let's come back to television. Hang on. Let me find it. All right. I'm on film. So, uh, best, so the best picture musical and comedy are Borat, Hamilton, music, Palm Springs, the prom, the prom. Uh, do you have the best picture, best motion picture drama up? Oh, yeah. Um, the Father, uh, Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and The Trial of Chicago 7. Yes. And then for best foreign language, oh, this is going to be a doozy. Another land, another round from Denmark, La Llorona from Guatemala, France, The Life Ahead, Italy. The two, two of us, France and USA, and then somehow, some way, uh, Minari USA. Hold everybody. Hold your thoughts. Uh, do you want to do screenplay, or do you want me to just run through it all? Um, we can trade off. Uh, let me get uh, screenplay: Promising Young Woman, Bank, Trial of Chicago Seven, Father, and Nomadland. Okay. Um, is yours also, does it follow with best original song or is your list different? I'm on the actual uh, Golden Globes website. So. Okay. I'm on the CNN site. Um, but yeah, so for best original song, uh, Fight for You, uh, Judas the Black Messiah, Hear My Voice, The Trial of Chicago 7, um, Scene from The Life Ahead, Speak Now um, from uh, One Night in Miami and then Tiggers and Tweed from the U United States versus Billie Holiday. What's the next subject, next line for you? Um, best original score, Alexander DeSplot and the next guy, David Gordonson for Tenet, James Newton Howard, News of the World, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for Bank, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross and John Batiste for Soul. Okay, I'm trying to get there as quick as I can. Uh, I'm going back up for a second. I'm, I'm on the page now. Um, best director, uh, met Emerald Fennell uh, for Promising Young Women, David Fincher, Make, uh, Regina King, One Night in Miami, Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of Chicago 7, and Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. All right. Do you want to go back up to the supporting actor or do you want to go? Uh, we did screenplay. Uh, we already did screenplay. So, uh, supporting actor Sasha Barry Cohen, this trial was Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Jared Leto, The Little Things, Will Murray on the Rocks, Sophie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami. Yay. Um, best performance by an actress in the supporting role. Uh, Glenn Close is. In Hillbilly Elegy, um, Olivia Coleman in The Father, J 
Jodie Foster in the Amir Tannen. And Amanda Seifert did get a nomination. No, uh, I was talking about for SAG. Oh, okay. Amanda Seifert for Mank and Helena uh, Zingle for News of the World. Um, we did Foreign Picture. Uh, let me see. This animated else. feature uh, Crude's the New Age, Onward, Over the Moon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. We have uh, actors for comedy. Okay. Uh, wait. Okay. Sasha Baron Cohen uh, for Borat, subsequent movie film. James Corden in The Prom. Sorry, I had to take a glance at that for a second. Um, Lynn Manuel Miranda for Hamilton. Uh, Dave Patel uh, for The Personal History of David Copperfield. And Andy Sandberg for Palm Springs. Um, best performance by an actress in a motion picture comedy. Uh, Maria Bakalova for at such a movie film. Kate Hudson, music. Michelle Pfeiffer for Texas. Roseman Pike, I care a lot, and Anya Taylor Joy for Emma. Uh, I did Best Picture uh, for a motion, motion musical and comedy already. Uh, okay, Best Actor. Uh, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Yes. Chadwick Boseman, Moraney's Black Bottom. Anthony Hopkins, The Father. Gary Oldman, The Man. Gary Oldman Mank and Tahar Rahim is a Mira Tannen. Uh, best performance by an actress in a drama. Um, Viola Davis, Marines Black Bottom, Andrew Day, The United States vs. Billy Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Peace of the Woman, Francis McDormand, Nomad Land, Carrie Mulligan, Promising Animal. I think that's everything. Okay, hang on just a second. I got music in my. At least film-wise. There, there's still the film and stuff, but we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> okay. Sorry, hang on. Sorry, the Little Things trailer started playing in my headphones. And I was like, oh. <laughs> what a coincidence. Yeah, weird. Uh, hopefully they yeah, didn't catch... Watching you. <laughs> He's in the corner. <laughs> Get away. You're going to have uh, sleep paralysis now. <laughs> Jared Leto's going to be in your corner. Uh, anyway, uh, so starting things off, um, I really like the Best Picture nominees uh, for both drama and music. Um, although I have not seen The Father. Uh, there are quite a few even... of these movies I have not seen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, abs- yeah, absolutely. It's kind of an interesting uh, list for this year because because uh, I have not seen music mostly because uh, music uh, kind of got like shit on by like everyone. Uh, so for I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it existed until yesterday, honestly. So, yeah, music is the movie like that has an off that has stirred controversy. It's directed by Sia, 
And the reason it stirred controversy was it has it had an actor playing an autistic person. And that wasn't really the controversy. It was more of like what Sia, how Sia responded to that criticism that really like <clears throat> lit, lit on Twitter. And, uh, and that's what, and then that kind of led to, you know, people not really loving the film and then not loving the depiction of it. And then it kind of died until the Golden Globes um, saw it. And then, yeah. And I don't, I didn't get to see the prom uh, either. Uh, I'm not a huge Ryan Murphy fan, to be honest. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I don't really want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. It looks, it looked from the trailer like everyone just having fun. But I, 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 maybe there's more to it. I don't know. Um, and yeah, I, that's the only one I haven't seen on the best picture drama is the father. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You, sorry. Oh, have you, have you seen Nomadland? Oh, right. Oh yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, I have not seen Nomadland yet either. I keep, I keep pretend. I feel like I keep pretending to have seen it because everyone else has seen it. But uh, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen the father music or the prom, so I think we're pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Can we talk yeah. about how stupid it is that Hamilton is like even eligible? Because it's not even a movie; it's it's a film play. Well, the problem with Hamilton is that it exists in this weird space because it wouldn't. I don't think it would have been nominated if the golden globes didn't change their rules this year i don't think it would have i don't i like it, it like it's worth like hamilton the musical is worthy of its praise but watching the stage overrated. play <laughs> yeah well that we'll save that for a different podcast um but you know the, but what i will say about hamilton is that it's just in a weird spot um, because there just was so little musicals that came out this year. You could have nominated a lot of other comedies, though. Like they could, like the the, the uh, actors they they nominated for the best uh, musical or comedy, they could have nominated their film like Emma or the Personal History of David Copperfield. I don't know. I've only seen three of those movies. Um, two of which I really liked, Borat and uh, Palm Springs. So I was happy to see those show up. Yeah, I mean, would you count The Five Bloods as a comedy? No, that's a draw. Okay, because I, I was just because I the only thing on the motion picture drama I would trade out right now is The Trial of Chicago Seven for The Five Bloods. Yeah. And then I, I, would, I thought the trial of Chicago Seven was fine, but it's just not like best picture worthy. Yeah, and then I haven't seen the father, so I don't think that's fair. But I, I would have loved to have seen. Uh, it looks like a good movie. It does. I. This is tough because I haven't seen Nomadland or the father, but I hear they're fantastic, and I really like Mank. But I don't know if it's most. 
I think there's been enough this year to where if there had to been five nominees, Make could have not made it. If that yeah. makes sense. And this is coming from a David Fincher uh, fanboy over here. But, uh, and I love, and I really do love Mank, but it's, but I, 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 I can't say that Sound of Metal deserves it more than, or I can say that Sound of Metal or um, The Invisible Man. Um, I, I can think of other play, things to put in that category. Tenet what? Tenet Nation. Yeah. Um, even, like, I, I don't even know the likelihood of this happening, but I think Soul deserved could have been a... I think Soul is one of those Pixar movies that's good enough to where it deserves to be nominated for Best Picture. But it's not going to happen. That's sad. <laughs> yeah, and it it makes you hate the animated film category because it's like because now you know that soul or wolf walkers if wolf walkers has any shot um yeah that soul is basically but even now soul looks like the winner of that category for the rest of the race Um, i would be happy with it or wolf walkers yeah i haven't seen the well i saw onward but that's probably of the three that I've seen, it's my least favorite, but it's not bad. It's just uh, I haven't seen the other two, so I don't really have an opinion on them. Mm-hmm. And then I have not seen any of the foreign language films. Um, Me either, but I would like to so, see them. <coughs> yeah, <laughs> I would. Yeah, I, I I might have to take a, a day or here or so because it seems because. Uh, most of them might be already on VOD. Um, I mean, Minari isn't going to be on, or Minari, I think, might be on VOD. I think you mentioned that earlier. Uh, They're doing virtual screenings, so it's kind of like it being on VOD, but it's got a rush to be. Got you. Um, but let's talk about Minari for a second because that's another uh, stick. Here because uh, Minari Association is racist. Yeah, I mean, look, I get the movie is in a foreign language, but it's still an American movie Mm -hmm. or a U.S. film. So. And the reason I'm also not for this decision, too, is because it takes another spot away from another really potentially good foreign language film that we're not hearing about. Because what I like about the foreign language category is that it brings light to other international films and to give a U.S. I think the Academy did did it. I think the Academy did uh, did well changing it to international feature, and then like they actually only nominate films from other countries. Um, so like for instance, last year the Hollywood Board Press did this with uh, Farewell as well, I believe, right? And they and they put it here 
is in that same category, um, which was kind of ridiculous. But and then like because of this category, for some reason, Parasite wasn't even eligible for best drama, so it couldn't even be nominated there. Or some, I don't know. It's weird. It doesn't even make sense to me because there's a Hollywood foreign press, like you think they would be advocating for like international cinema. I don't know. It doesn't, it, it's, it's backwards. It's, yeah, it's backwards and, but then it, it's, it's frustrating. It, and it's just as frustrating as the acting categories because, you know, not only is there the Jared Leto of it all, which, wow, really? Everyone was that impressed with Jared, the Golden Globes was that impressed with Jared Leto, and then the SAG, the SAG, the people yeah. at SAG, they were that impressed, really. Um, wow. Um, and they were Poor more Paul impressed. Racy. Paul Racy, yeah, and then Chadwick Boseman can't even get a supporting nom for *The Five Bloods*. At least he did with um, the SAG. We, we didn't talk about those nominations yet, but he did there. So, oh, okay. Yeah. The five the bloods poor... getting shut out entirely is just ridiculous. It is. And I, I mean, and to be, and if I'm kind of looking at this, the schedule, most of the movie, most of the films, again, came from late, the very end of this year or just about to come out. So, it's and look, I understand the pandemic has made everything feel like it's like five years long, but still, the Five Bloods and um, the Invisible Man, which I, I'll 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 vouch for. I think that movie deserves some credit, especially for Elizabeth Moss' performance. Um, those two movies right there, they deserved a much stronger campaign and a much stronger release. Because those two films are fantastic, and they came out in the middle of the year and really pulled out. So, Little Man came out at the very beginning of the year. It came out like February. Mm-hmm. It came out a year ago. It's been almost. almost a year ago. It's been almost a year. And still, like nothing. Yeah, um, I mean, there's some good things to take out of it. Like, I really like that promising young woman. Uh, was nominated in four categories. Um, it's awesome that three women were nominated for the first time for Best Director, um, and they're all well-deserving. Um, mm-hmm. I think for Director, actually, the people I would take out, if, if I were to, I wouldn't take out Dave Fincher, but I would take out Aaron Sorkin. Like, he, I think oh, he's a obviously. much stronger writer than he is a director, and I would sub him in with Spike Lee. And then... Um, picture i mean i haven't seen some of the movies like we talked about um actor drama or we'll talk about the acting dramas uh i haven't seen the miranda tan so i don't really have any opinion about that and i same thing for the father but i'm sure anthony hopkins is fantastic so i'm i'm fine with this category but delroy lindo should have been in there um best actress I haven't seen the United States versus Billy Holiday, but I've seen the rest. They're all deserving. Um, supporting actor, there's obviously the Jared Leto of it all. It should probably be replaced with Paul, Paul Racy or 
Chadwick Boseman, but it is what it is. Um, supporting actress, I have not seen any of these movies except for Mank and News of the World. I think those two are well-deserved. I think it's really awesome that Helena Singles actually getting uh, some awards contention. I, didn't, I wasn't really expecting that. But she did. She did give a very good performance, and it was like one of those, like, "Wow, this is a great child performance." That you don't really see too often. Although there are a lot more of them these days, it seems. Um, and then, musical or comedy, um, for actor, I, I don't know why is James Cord there. I haven't even seen the prom, but I'm sure he's terrible in it. Hamilton, <laughs> like I said. That, <laughs> I mean, Lin-Manuel Miranda is great in Hamilton, but I feel like it's this kind of category fraud in the sense of, like, why is Hamilton even nominated in the first place? But the rest of the three, definitely well-deserved. They're all great. I wish uh, Adams, Adams, Andy Samberg's partner, Christy Maloney, uh, would have been nominated for actress in a musical comedy. Uh, I those movies the only ones i've seen are borat and emma so i thought those two were well deserved so what i saw but i would like some of the aaron sorkin nods and then i don't know i think i think the plan should have been in there for original song i mean that that's that's just banger oh yeah i don't know that uh, i didn't tenet get a score nomination I haven't seen yes. it, so I don't hear about the score about a lot. Stephen Howard's News of the World score. So. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I've, you know, I mean, it's interesting. I think it's interesting that Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross uh, got in. But. Yeah, it's just interesting. Um, they got nominated twice. Yeah. I hope it happens again at the Oscars. That's going to be great. Yeah. I hope they. And then Ludwig, I mean, too. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I forgot what The Midnight Sky was. It's that George Clooney sci fi movie. I almost yeah. forgot about it. That, yeah, I might watch it just, just to watch it. I need more 2020 releases to get through before I can feel comfortable releasing a best of 2020. So I'll watch. It's probably not going to make my list, but it'll just give me comfort in the number of films I watch. Yeah. And um, I think we're going to save. Do you have anything to say on the television side of things? We don't have to do it. I was just like wondering if you had anything to say. Um, I'm happy for that uh, Bob Odenkirk got nominated for Better Call Saul. I don't know why they didn't nominate what, what's her name? She's so great. Better Call Saul and she's not in this Oh, uh, Rhea Shabor? Uh, or she, yeah. Um, yeah, her. Why is she... She was snubbed by the Emmys. Now she's snubbed here and it's ridiculous because like that is one of the best female performances I've seen like period in the last year. Like it's incredible and I don't I just don't get it like why and then like why was Better Call Saul not nominated for Best Drama it, it, was, it was snubbed there it, the Mandalorian got nominated what, what's up with that 
Yeah, what is up with that? Like, The Mandalorian is a good show overall, but it is not the best drama of 2020. The fact that it was nominated for an Emmy is a joke. Well, like, not an Emmy. Nominated for best drama at the Emmys. That was a joke. I mean, obviously, like, the technical stuff, okay, that's deserved. But, and then here it's, I, I don't know, the HFDA <laughs> is kind of a joke, so it makes sense. But, I, I, I mean, it's, it's just everything goes at the HFPA. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I don't get it either. I mean, there were so many other great shows, too, that came out this year. Um, especially, you know, Apple now joining the mix. So, it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, that the Mandalorian, I, I wouldn't put anything that Disney, um, that Disney put out this year, television wise, on on this list uh, for Golden Globes. But that's and you just know this is going to happen with WandaVision next year. It's going to just be like, why? <laughs> well, to be fair, we haven't finished it as of this recording. We haven't finished. I know, but WandaVision. it's just like WandaVision is not on that level like even the, the good episodes like we'll, we'll get there when we get there but mm-hmm. uh, do you want to talk about sag or do you want to save that uh you go ahead with you go ahead with sag like unless instead of going through all them well the nomination list is not that long so we probably could just do i'm gonna try and get to the sag phase uh or sag page um okay Pretty have it. Ensemble is the Five Bloods. Marini, uh, lead actress Amy Adams. Oh, okay. You say something? Uh, hang on. I'm getting back. Here, let me do this. There we go. I was just gonna like speed through them, and then we can talk about them. All right. Um. If that's okay. Yeah, go through it. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, Amy uh, Adams and Philadelphia, Viola Davis, Marina yeah. Spikebottom, Vanessa Kirby, Peace of a Woman, Chris McDormand, No Man Land, Carrie Mulligan, Cross yeah. Woman, uh, Best Actor, Chris Ahmed, Chadwick Boseman, Chadwick Boseman, Marina Spikebottom, Anthony Hopkins, Father, Gary Oldman, Stephen Young, Minari, uh, Best Actress Maria Bakamova, Borat 2, Yan Yu Jung, Minari, Helena Zingle, uh, News of the World, Supporting Actor, Chadwick Boseman, The Five Bloods, Sasha Bear Leodin Jr., One Night in Miami, SNA, oh, that's a series. Uh, and then there's the stunt ensemble. The Five Bloods, Mulan, News of the World, Trial of Chicago 7, and Wonder Woman 1984. Okay, and I'm going to start with that last category. Why is Tenet not in there? Like, and I mean, <laughs> I, I'm someone that I'm someone that loved Wonder Woman 1984, but I feel like there was a DC movie last year that had better stunt work that should have been nominated over it, or possibly over one of the other nominees. Birds of Prey not being there is also slightly criminal but not as big as Tenet missing like what it what is that's just absurd the even if you didn't like Tenet 
Yeah, for me, um, I'm looking at it now, and yeah. Hello? Hello, am I still here? Hang on. Hi, <laughs> right, I'm still here. Oh, I think, there you are. Oh. Am I? Yay, okay. Um, yeah, for Tenet, um, it did deserve it because they did more. I, I, they did more practical stuff. They did more, like, that was the action movie of this year. Like, mm -hmm. arguably, that was the action movie. Yeah, it's kind of silly to see, uh, Trial of Chicago 7 in there. I mean, I know they have... I know. Why is News of the World in there? They had like two shootouts, and then like maybe there's a there's a CG sandstorm. They had to use CG doubles for it. Oh, they did. Uh, oh no, I'm just being no, I'm kidding. Um, no, uh, I don't know either. Like it's so odd that News of the World again. All of these nominees are from like the end of the year, basically. Yeah, um, I, I get Wonder Woman being there, and I get Mulan. Even though I didn't like Mulan, I understand it being here. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, all these movies, except for The Five Bloods, all came out within the last, like, three months? Three, four months? So, yeah, it's... it's even Tenet came out, well, September. Oh, yeah, fair enough. I guess not that many people really liked it. <laughs> like, I guess that really, you know, set a fire in, in Hollywood. People um, like taste. They do, absolutely. Oh. Um, anyway. As for the acting categories. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the other acting categories, um, I... I'm much more happier with these, even though I'm still wondering why Jared Leto is on this list. Yeah, that's really the only, like, baffling of, of these acting. Like, that's the only one that's like, what? Even, like, I, I thought Sasha Baron Cohen gave a good performance in Charles Chicago 7, but I don't really understand him being here completely. Um, I feel like you could Stuff him out for someone else, but I mean, at least chat they have Chadwick Boseman and uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Oh, yeah, Daniel Kaluuya. I mean, I haven't even seen the movie, but I'm sure he's well deserved. He's get, finally getting like the awards contention he deserved for Widows. I mean, he obviously got a lot, he got a lot of awards for Get Out, but I feel like. So he was snubbed for Widows so much, and it was ridiculous. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. is well-deserved. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen gives a good performance in the trial of Chicago 7, and he's arguably one of the standouts of the cast, but 
I don't know that I would consider him one of the best supporting performances of the year. Yeah. But he's obviously much better than Jared Leto, so it's oh it's yeah. Okay. I mean that whole the five bloods cast, I would have, you know, given it over Jared Leto. Yeah. So oh, not even like you don't even have to like there's just so many other supporting performances that you could easily sub in there. It's just like mm-hmm. um, yeah, supporting it, actress. I, I haven't seen Hillbilly Elegy, but uh, I don't know. And then I'm sure... Most people have forgotten rest, about that. Yeah. The, the only things I've seen are Borat and News of the World here. I, I feel like most of these are deserved. I don't know about going close. Um, I can't believe that's going to... I don't know. I, I'll probably watch it just to see it. Like I said, I need 2020 releases. Best actor is actually seems to be a good category, but I would sub out Gary Oldman for Delroy Lindo because him missing is a criminal. Um, best actress, again, I haven't seen Hillbilly Elegy, so I don't really have any thoughts on Amy Adams being there, but uh, the rest of them are great. And then best, best ensemble actually is pretty good list. I don't really know of anything I would take out there except maybe, I mean, while I don't think Trial of Chicago Seven is best picture worthy, I think best ensemble I can I can accept that. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the ensemble thing right now, and I'm like, I mean, this is pretty good. I mean, uh, like, like I like, I mean, I know someone could probably make an argument for Nomadland, but the thing is that I'm getting from that movie is that it's solely Francis McDormand's movie and not an ensemble film. So, yeah, I'm... I'm the remaining, okay the rest of the talking. cast, the rest of the cast are basically just real people that she interacted with, except for there's that guy from Jason Bourne or the Bourne Ultimatum. He's like supporting role in it. It's pretty good, but... Okay. Like, the most of them aren't like right. actual actors; they're just like people. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm really happy with this list. Uh, I mean, there. I mean, there. There's a lot more of the representation. Oh, I wish. I feel like Mank could have been in there. Oh yeah, like you could have sub trial. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, anything to do with Sorkin, you can. Traded out with Fincher. Fincher or Lee, likely. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, they have the Five Bloods here, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, well, I was saying for Golden Globes. In that case, you can switch it out for Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think. But yeah, I mean, this, this is a better is... group of nominations than the Golden Globes overall. Yeah, and it gives me a little bit more hope. I mean, I wish... Uh, is it John Racy from Sound of Metal or Paul Racy? Paul Racy. Paul Racy. I wish Paul Racy was in... Talk about more, because, I mean, his performance in Sound of Metal is so key to that movie. Like, it is the most important performance besides Thomas' performance. Like, it... It cannot be understated how 
like what he is bringing in his like very limited amount of time, like in terms of depth and the drama and you know what he's bringing into that mentor role. Like it's just and and to not even get nominated for that is just uh, it is criminal. That's one of the most criminal things next to uh, Chadwick Boseman in the Golden Globes not getting nominated for supporting actor. Delroy Bindo missing both. Absolutely. <laughs> Where is Delroy Lindo? I mean... Hopefully the Academy. So a lot of... There's a lot of voter overlap between SAG and Academy because a lot of the... Academy members that are actors who are going to select these nominations for the Academy are like, and so much of the Academy is made up of actors. It's like the voting body is so similar that the group of nominees is probably going to be very similar. There might be like a few changes because there's always like a few things. Hopefully Delroy Lindo shows up there. Maybe they come to their senses and kick out Jerry Leto out of this list. Replacing with Paul Racy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Well, it's just like weird because they have Riz Ahmed nominated. So clearly they watched Sound of Metal. And I don't know. And then they watched, yeah, they, they must have watched Defy Bloods if they nominated for Ensemble and for Chadwick, but they, they didn't nominate Delroy. It's weird. Yeah. I just don't know how you nominate. I just don't know how you nominate the Five Bloods and not nominate Delroy Lindo, especially after his like scene where he's all alone in the forest and just having a nervous like just a breakdown. Um, yeah, I just don't know how you can watch that movie and just not give him every award, essentially, because it is to me besides Riz Ahmed's performance and Sound of Metal, it is the best male acting performances of the year. Yeah. I think Chadwick's uh, in both Ma Rainey and uh, uh, The Five Bloods is definitely up there. Oh yeah, it's definitely up there too, but I, I feel like um, I feel like, you know, I, I mean for like a, I should kind of, you know, par- emphasize, you know, for elite performance, is Chadwick, I would give him the support. I think I would give Chadwick more. Chadwick and Paul would be more of the um, of the supporting category because uh, they both bring so much to it. The only thing about um, Chadwick Boseman's is, and I don't know if it makes a, a more definite impact now because of, of his untimely death, but there's almost like this biblical godlikeness to his performance in The Five Bloods at this point. Like what he brings to that performance is like purely <clears throat> cathartic and uh, it just it's, it just has that more like, geez, wow. Just perfect timing, but also not perfect timing, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I like the SAG, yeah, I like the nomination so far, the awards race, and, um, I'm hopeful things, 
get really good. I don't, we, the Oscar noms won't be announced till the end of the month, right? Or early March, right? They don't they don't vote till the end of the month, and then they're announced March fifteenth. So with that, uh, David, uh, is there anything else to say on the little things or um, the current awards race? Um, I feel like we kind of touched it all. Um, all right. Yeah. All right. So I have no – so listeners, I have no idea when I'm going to be able to watch uh, the new upcoming movies in February. Um so there probably won't be a show next week, but there will probably be a show the week following where David and I will just like power through movies like Judas, um, maybe Nomadland at that point. Um, we might save that for one more week um, in time for the Hulu release. Um, and then, yeah, we'll just like power through a bunch of movies that are streaming because February 12th or better yet known as Valentine's Day weekend, it's just a huge, surprisingly big weekend for the movies. Like, bigger than I was, than I was expecting it to be. So, uh, yeah. So we'll, so that's what's going to happen in a couple weeks. And, yeah. Um, oh, David, before we go, we just got down with the Sundance Film Festival. Did you happen to see anything? I did not. I missed out. <laughs> yeah so I kind of like how things we're doing this year um, I, I wish there I like the virtual component but yeah I didn't know anything about it until like last minute and I was just able to sneak in um, the Sparks Brothers that's the only one I was able to like get through and I'm like but you know it's fine either way because the movies I did want to see on there that I didn't get to see are going to come out in the next month or two anyway. So it's fine either way. Um, can't wait for Coda, though. That sounded like a good movie. Um, all right. So with that, uh, David, do you have a blog? Yeah. An assessment I just released. Uh, it's called a real recap where I did some short reviews of everything I watched in January. I'm working on catching up for 2020, but I thought I'd get January 2021 out while it was relevant. Um, I haven't watched anything in February yet, but uh, I'll do another one for February and so on. Awesome. Uh, you can find me on at Movie Kale. And then, uh, yeah. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back with Someone you very, very soon uh, with more with another show. 15 years without a promotion. Maybe I didn't go to the right church. When I look in your eyes, what I see, it ain't good. He knew all the details, but he wasn't within 10 miles of the killing. Why is that? Why is that? How's the trunk space? What do you want? I want to nail the bastard. For who? For all of the girls he killed. I want to nail the bastard too.
difference is I'm doing it for me. It's the little things, Jimmy. It's the little things that rip you apart. It's the little things that get you caught. Mm.